0: Hello and welcome to the Boss Babe Diaries. My name is Lois Banks. You might know me as Lois Banks Fitness on Instagram. Now guys, full disclosure, before I started today's podcast, I had a full-on drum and bass rave in my bedroom, which is kind of becoming a bit of tradition now. I'll whack on some tunes, get a bit of a vibe going, get those endorphins flowing, and then I'll start my podcast. But my neighbours who are at the house at the end of my garden were looking out their window. not sure if they were looking at me or something else but i hope that they appreciated the uh, the dance moves you know um today's podcast i i'm going to talk about my experience as a solo traveler to give you some insight as to what i got up to on my travels why i did it to hopefully inspire you guys if you're considering traveling on your own and to hopefully as well give you a bit of a chuckle with some of my travel stories. But before we get into it, something really exciting. I have just booked a solo trip to Iceland for the end of this month. I am so bloody excited. I am so, so excited. Um, I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to go. It's somewhere that I have always wanted to go, and I've been sitting on it for a while and it's on my bucket list for this year and I was just like you know what what's holding you back just go and book it just go and do it um so yeah that is all booked and you guys are actually the first well one well the first to know I haven't actually really told many people I haven't put it out on social media yet so you guys are the first to know um so I have always been an explorer it's in my it's in my DNA it's in me I absolutely love to travel have adventures explore there is so so much out there to see and to do and to experience and life is too short not to take those opportunities and to go and experience life and when I was younger growing up you know, family holidays and stuff would, would be, would always be quite active. You know, we'd go on adventures and bike rides and, you know, hikes and things like that. So I have always from a young age loved exploring. And it was when I finished up in uni, uh, 2015, that I'd just come out of a relationship and just finished uni. And I was like, I want to go and do something for me. I want to go so- do something to build my ex- my confidence, to go and experience and to just have fun and to just fucking go and live life. So I then started planning a solo trip to Australia. And I'd been to Australia before when I was younger for a little family holiday for a couple of weeks. Um, but I couldn't really remember, you know, I was too young and i wanted to go and backpack and live out of a suitcase and be spontaneous and you know have a one way ticket and you know just go with the flow you know i didn't really i planned part of the trip but i just knew that i'd got the ticket one way ticket to australia and i wasn't sure what i was going to do like you know, when I was going to come back, what was going to happen. I just knew that I wanted to go and travel. So on the way to Australia, I, me and my brother, we actually went to California. So we did a couple of, um, so I I did a couple of stops before getting to Australia. Me and my brother went to California and for a couple of weeks, um, the food out there is actually insane so so good. Anyone who's been to America knows that the food is just unreal, absolutely unreal. But whilst we were there we did um we did a hike, we went to we did like the Hollywood hike which is like the standard um and um, did lots of fun stuff whilst we were there and when I had, when we'd finished up in California I then left my brother, said goodbye to my brother, he went back to the UK and then I was going off to Fiji and at that point i realized fuck this is it i'm alone now i'm actually going off to the other side of the world traveling on my own like i've got nobody with me now like it's just me my suitcase like my little like backpacker suitcase um and a one way ticket and i in that moment remember having these this intense feeling in my stomach it was butterflies of excitement of feeling a bit anxious that uncertainty that unknown and I also had a bit of like oh my god like what the fuck are you doing um you're crazy but I was so so excited for my venture and I knew that it was going to be absolutely amazing so got on this uh flight to Fiji and I remember actually on the flight making a friend with the guy, the young guy who was actually sat next to me and he was going off to do some voluntary work, I believe, in Fiji. And I remember like we just talked for the whole flight. We was like those annoying people on the flight who were just chat, 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 chat whilst everyone's like trying to fucking, asleep, fucking go to sleep and... Um, And I remember, and this is so funny, like thinking back to it now, I remember thinking, oh my God, like, have I just met my soulmate on the flight? I think I was, I was in that moment of just... Feeling so overwhelmed, and then just really excited that I'd got excited because I was talking to this guy, and I, I kind of fancied him as well. Like, don't get me wrong, like I did fancy him, and we were like getting on so well. And I was like, oh my god, like imagine, like you know, like if we like was together, and then we were like, oh yeah, we met on a plane and Fiji, like all that bullshit. Anyway, um, so yeah, so we we got along really well. We we were chatting and stuff, um, and then we got to Fiji, and then like obviously like we went like different ways, um, and hopped on this bus to where I was staying in Fiji and Fiji is absolutely beautiful. The people there are so friendly, so kind, so lovely. Um I didn't actually spend too much time in Fiji. I only spent I think it was about a week I really wanted to go island hopping but I didn't really have enough time or the money to do so so just I just stayed on the mainland and that was my first taste of hostel life so I stayed in a female dorm I think that was like a four bed which is like quite small considering like some of the dorms are like 16 plus like in the room, which is like mental. Um, but I was in a four bed and made friends with the ladies there, and they were really, really lovely. Um, and just did a bit of exploring in Fiji um, whilst I was there. And one thing though, which was really silly of me now thinking back to it, but guys, if you go traveling, make sure you let your bank know that you're going away because I completely forgot to let Santander know. And I was travelling about and then obviously spending money in Fiji and then they'd blocked my card because I was obviously spending money. They thought it was someone in Fiji just like having a little shopping spree. Um but yeah, anyway, so my card got blocked when I was out there and then I had like no money for a little bit, which was a bit of like uh stress. Uh but that was my own fault. So yeah, don't do that. Um and the Fiji is honestly stunning the the sun sets there like oh it was just honestly incredible incredible and if you go to Fiji go to there's this bar called cloud nine which is a bar but it's on like a floating like raft thing and it's in the middle of nowhere the the sea is crystal clear blue you sit there having your, your gin and tonic and some pizza, which is just a fucking great combo, um, just on the on the sea, and yeah, it's called Cloud Nine. So if you go to Fiji, like please go there because it's incredible. Um, and then from Fiji, I went to Australia, um, and I actually spent a couple of weeks with my. So I have family out in Australia, and I stayed with them for a couple of weeks and then I went over to the east coast now when I was in the east coast so there's there's a couple of ways you can do it so you can go from Cairns to Melbourne or you can go from Melbourne to like say Cairns um I was very fortunate to have my good friend Kira who actually came and met me out in Australia and we traveled and did the east coast together so we had I think it was about was it about must be about four four to six weeks of travel together down the east coast and the east coast is very well known as a backpacker hotspot location, you know, it's very, um, it's very well known for backpackers, and it was just so much fun, like, so, so much fun, um, so we started in Cairns, and if you visit Cairns, um, there's a hostel called Gilligan's, Gilligan's Hostel, and this is known as the party hostel, like, the absolute, Party hostel, and everyone stays there, and it's a bit fucking crazy. It's like parties every single night, um. And at this stage in my life, I was about twenty one. That's all I wanted to do. Like I just wanted to party and get drunk and like just like have fun because I was like, fuck it, I'm traveling. I'm just gonna go and just, you know, go and be wild. Um. Whereas now that like not not my worst nightmare but if I was to stay and, and travel again I would definitely go somewhere more low-key and chilled and just like <laughs> definitely not be getting drunk every single night um but yeah Gilligan's was fun and um they had they had something called a wet t-shirt content wet wet t-shirt contest and um yeah sorry mum if you're listening I remember winning that one and there was also another time where there was another time I can't I can't remember what it was now but it's like you had to be in this like big inflatable <laughs> this big inflatable like type pool thing with like loads of jelly in it right and you had to like fight the per like fight the person of a person in the ring and take off their sock and I remember fighting this girl and literally like to t- t- to get her sock off her um and like obviously like if you if you got the sock off that other person then you win a prize I can't even remember what the prize was now but I remember being in this big inflatable thing um with loads of jelly just sliding about with this girl in like a headlock trying to get her- a <laughs> This sounds so bad. Obviously, like you know, she she volunteered. She volunteered into the ring. Don't mess with Lois, you know. Um, but yeah, had her in this headlock, and then like whipped off her sock from her. But um, yeah, and obviously like I won that one. But yeah, it's just it just yeah, it's just nuts. There's just so there was just so much going on. Like so many like just competitions and just so much fun. You can imagine, you know, backpacker life is just everyone just wanting to get absolutely fucked up um so yeah so Gilligan's was a lot of fun um and we traveled down the east coast via what is called the greyhound bus which is like a hop on hop off service and um obviously like you're on the bus with like loads of other backpackers as well um so like you can like meet people on that or you can keep yourself to yourself um but there was this one time and oh my god like thinking about it now I remember me and Kira had gone out on a night out and there's this thing called Goon which is Basically, it's boxed wine, all right, out in Australia, but it's really cheap, and it's got loads of sugar in it, like, it gets you so drunk, and it was £2.50, well, it worked out £2.50, it's like $5, £2.50 for this box of goon, and I remember we went out on a night out, and we were like, yeah, okay, like, it won't be a messy one, because we need to get up at 7am for our bus to go down to the next place, uh, which was Byron Bay, I believe. And I remember just getting really, really drunk on this goon. And I, yeah, I, I just remember, I, I don't really remember much, to be honest with you. All I remember was Kira trying to force feed me dominoes to try and sober me up. But I just remember being absolutely fucked. And then in the morning, I in the morning I remember waking up and just being drunk still and having to like get on this greyhound bus to then go on like I think it was like a eight hour journey and I remember laying on the bus like on two seats like spread out on two seats like in the fetal position just literally like laying there, like oh my god, my stomach was just going over. I've never been so, I've never felt so sick in my life. Like I literally felt sick as a dog. um And every time that the bus would stop, and we would like you know stop somewhere for like you know refreshments or something, I would get off the bus and I would chunder, and I just remember just being, like honestly, it was just it was just absolutely horrendous. Um, but yeah, there was lots of there was lots of um, just getting getting drunk and, and doing silly things. But most importantly, it was amazing to go and experience things like Fraser Island um, and Byron Bay. and there was Whit Sundays as well, which was just absolutely stunning i remember with the Wit sundays we were very very lucky we'd booked this tour this tour called um what was it called ride ride to paradise so with the Wit sundays there's multiple tours that you can do and most of them are you know you stay on a boat and you go to the Wit sundays but you you remain on the boat and i'd heard stories of people going on these boat tours and just being sick like because they were just like on the boat and just getting seasick and getting drunk and just basically just getting so fucked up and I was like yeah that's just not a bit of me I was I, I'm I can get quite travel slash seasick so I was like yeah that's that's not that's not gonna happen like, I'm not gonna stay on the boat for a whole time so with the ride to paradise um what it was was so we were on this boat and the boat took us to This island. Now, this island was owned by. This is what the the guy and the travel agent told us was was owned by this like millionaire who basically had this like mansion on this island, like his own mansion on the island. But he lets it out to this company for people on the trip to go and stay. So we went and stayed on this island, Mm -hmm. and. It was absolutely incredible like I'm talking like they had like these bathtubs just outside just you know next to like these um like bamboo trees and they had like this pool and this jacuzzi it was just like something out of a, a movie and so we would stay on the ho- we would stay not hotel so we stay in the resort slash mansion um and then travel to like the Sunday's when we you know when we were actually meant to go but we stayed like there for a total of two nights and honestly that it was just absolutely absolutely incredible um but throughout throughout the travel down the east coast um well see we stayed in a lot of hostels a lot a lot of hostels and i loved staying in hostels because i feel like to really experience that backpacker life and to get involved with everything that was going on, like actually staying in hostels was like the best thing and the best way to do it, however now if I go away anywhere I do not stay in hostels because I'm kind of like over it now, I spent you know loads of, loads of time in like really dodgy hostels that now i'm just like over it so if i stay anywhere like i will normally stay in like a a nice hotel or something um but if i really had to if like push came to shove if i really needed to i would stay in a hostel um but i spent like a long long time in and out of hostels and um the thing with hostels is you know there's pros and cons to it you know you meet a lot of people you have fun um you know it's cheap as fuck and especially when you're on a budget as well like you need to be savvy with your money and how you're spending it um so it's cheap you know it is good fun and it it does give you that taste of backpacker life um but the only downsides to it is obviously like there was a couple of times where and I'm so lucky, like, Touchwood, this never happened to me, but people that I was with, like, their stuff would, like, people, sorry, not people I was with, but, like, people that I would meet would have their stuff stolen, or, um, or, you know, you'd have, like, absolute, like, weirdos in your room, um, and also, you know, be prepared, <laughs> bring some earplugs with you, because, obviously, like, if you're in a big dorm, um, like, people will just be, like, having sex and just like no fucks given um so do make sure you bring some uh, earplugs unless you're the person having the sex and that's sweet that's fine um but i remember this one time and it cracks me up every fucking time i think about it um so me and kira we went where was where was we staying? was it noosa yeah it was noosa and this is uh th- this is like very well known as like a party place and remember it must have been about like 1am we were all just like chilling outside like just like on the grass like having some having some drinks so like we like met this other group of guys and we were just chatting with them and um Kira was like um oh let's like like I'm, I'm quite tired now like I want to go back to back to sleep blah, blah blah and I was like okay so we she she went actually that was it she went back to the hotel not hotel sorry the hostel dorm and she came back and she came back and she was like lois lois they're they're having sex in our room and i was just like i was like oh i was like oh no really and she was like yeah i don't know what to do and basically we were like sharing the room with like these two german guys um who like just didn't say a word to us the whole time we were there um but she was she like she was like lois like i, I don't want to go back to the room on my own because like they're they're having they're having sex and i was like all right okay like well, sh- let's just wait like you know like 10 minutes and then i'll like come back to the room with you and like just make sure the fucking coast is clear and um we went back to the the dorm room and i've got my it, it's it's dark like in the room because we obviously like we didn't we wanted to be like respectful we didn't want to like put the lights on and like just be like hey motherfuckers we're here so had the um flashlight on my phone and we came, we opened the door right and had the flashlight like on my iphone and literally i'm not even joking so <laughs> There was like they, they they these two on the on my bottom bunk were like shagging right, and they had obviously like heard us come through the door, and it was like a deer in headlights had stopped in headlights right, but this girl was she was like obviously you know they were obviously having sex right, and they had literally just like stopped, like they were like statues, and there was just this there was just this ass just there just, like, this, this arse, just, like, a deer in headlights, they'd stopped, and they're the where I'd shone my lights, there was just this arse, just there, and we were, like, fuck, okay, right, let's go, and we literally just, like, ran off, and we were just literally, like, oh my god, and then we went back, like, 20 minutes later, and then, they were, like, asleep, um, but yeah, just, it's just, just, um, be prepared, because, like, people will just be be shagging um but yeah it was just so funny how they were literally just we came through the door and they were literally just they literally just like stopped like a deer in headlights and it was just literally like um but yeah like so 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 many funny things happened um and once we'd finished the east coast so once we got down to melbourne um kira went back home and i was left on my own and I decided that I wanted to go and do my farm work so to stay at the time to to stay and do your second year in Australia you had to do I think it was like four months three or four months of regional work to get a second year visa which I think that they've completely scrapped now um so I was like right okay I'm gonna get my farm work out of the way earn some money and then I'm gonna go and travel around Australia again and I remember putting this ad up on Gumtree and I literally had just put backpacker looking for work open to anything um, and I got a call I think the next day from this Irish lady and she was like oh I've got this like great job for you I think you'd be a perfect fit it's um on this dairy farm down by the great down along the great ocean road um and yeah I think you'd be a good f- fit for it and at this point I was just like fuck it all right let's go like bear, <laughs> thinking about it now I was a bit dodgy because I yeah it's a bit dodgy because like I'd literally just like advertise on Gumtree and just this person random person had just rung me but I was just in that like travel yolo fuck it mindset um so she then I think it was like a couple of days later I got on this train which was a four hour four hour train from Melbourne to um rural Victoria and I remember I remember sitting on this train and I was like Lois what the fuck are you doing like what the actual fuck are you doing um and it kind of had just like sunk in that I was getting on this train and just going into the middle of nowhere and gonna work on a farm um but I was like you know what like I'm, I'm scared I'm nervous but I'm also excited and I know this is gonna be fucking awesome so got to this uh, train station and um yeah this Irish lady picked me up in this jeep and drove me like a further I think it was like 45 minutes to um the dairy farm and I was greeted by the um dairy farm owners and yeah luckily for me they were so lovely it was all legit and there was no dodginess and they were so lovely they put me up in their little they had like this little um like cottagey House which was like, um, off like just by the farm, and I was sharing it with this other guy who was working on the farm as well, and um, it was literally just us two. And I remember just rocking up in it, being like so old school, like so so old school. It was, like really old school um, kitchen and um, shower room as well. Um, the shower room did have like loads of spiders and um even like cockroaches and stuff in it but it was kind of just like accepted as the norm out in rural Australia I remember I used to wake up and there used to be like huntsman spiders on the on the wall and I just got so used to it that I used to just like um I used to just like just be like oh there that's another spider and just like remove it from the room like it just didn't phase me in the end um it was just it was just the norm so worked on this uh farm for four months which was really really tough and um yeah it it, i think it it was more mentally drain not draining challenging I would start at, like, say, 6am... ...and then finish at, like, 9pm some nights, ...and I was just, like, so drained... ...I remember feeling like a zombie... ...but it was such a fucking good experience... ...and I would not change it for the world... ...because it was just incredible... ...and it just really opened my... ...opened my eyes um, to what's out there... ...but whilst I was working on the farm... ...I remember... um, ...so, because it was in, like, a rural location... Um I, I made one friend who was another backpacker who was working on a different farm in the area and her name was Danny and we had a, we had a right laugh we would um we would meet up and we would go on like the quad bike out of the uh, out out on the farm and just have a laugh and um there was this one point where I went on tinder as well because I was like you know what I just want to meet people in the area it was a little bit isolating and a little bit lonely Um, and whilst I'm you know very comfortable on my own and happy to travel on my own and quite content like there was times where I was just like oh it'd just be cool to just like have a chat with someone Um, so I remember going on tinder and in my bio it was literally just like you know looking to meet people in the area and there was this guy who and don't get me wrong, I thought he was pretty fit, so matched with him, and we were having conversation, and he was like, I'm going out on Friday for my birthday in the town, do you want to come out? And I was like, yeah, okay, cool, like, I'll come and meet you, and bearing in mind, for me to get to the town, I had to hop in my car, and, um, oh yeah, by the way, the the, the family I was working for, they gave me this car, and it was like, it was an old banger like it was such an old banger like it was so dusty so just old like I I literally don't even know what year it was I think it must have been like early 90s like it was just it was just such an old banger um but I was very grateful that they gave me a car because it meant that I could you know, jump in the car, and even though I would have to travel, like, 45 minutes to the nearest town, which was, uh, which was, um, I could still, like, go to the gym, and I could still, like, go and like, go out and, and do stuff, um, so, yeah, anyway, so I hopped in this car to go and meet this guy on this Friday night, and I remember just rocking up outside his house, and, uh, they were all sitting outside drinking, and, I was just like, "Hey, like you're right," like just kind of rocked up, and uh, yeah, I remember just going to went to this club, and it's like the only club in Warnable, um. So literally everyone who is you know young goes to this club. I mean, that to be fair, there was some like older, creepy people there I'm not gonna lie but it was the majority of it was like the young people from the area and um yeah we went to this club and it was very very questionable like there was this (laughs) there was this one room which had like a pole in it and I dread to think what was on that pole because the amount that people were grinding up against that pole was just like yeah it was just obscene um but for the rest of the night, I remember he got really hammered. And I, we were still in a group like with his friends. And I remember he got really hammered and I was like having a conversation with one of his mates. And his mate was like, oh, like he's just hammered because like he really likes you and all this, that, and the other. And um, don't get me wrong, like I thought he was fit, so I was like, yeah, alright, I could get on board with this. Um but he gave me the ick when we were standing at the bar and we were talking about training, because he was, like, one of those, like, gym guys, and he was like, oh, like, you know, like, I'm too, I'm too, like, big now that I don't fit in my extra large, no, my extra, extra large t-shirts anymore, and I was just kind of, I kind of just looked at him, and I was just like, oh, oh, like, it just gave me the ick, but then for the rest of the night, he continued to get really trashed, and his friends then, left they, they just left they just left me and him on our own in this club and I was just literally like well now I've got no buffer from this dude because this dude is like so up his own ass um anyway so was there with him and he just got really trashed and I was I had drunk but I didn't get like really really drunk I was still like very aware of what was going on and I remember going back to his house and I had to stay because I had driven from where I was staying on the farm to his house. So it was about a, like, it was about a forty-five minute drive. And I had drunk, so that obviously I wasn't going to drive back home. And to get a cab, it would have been like probably about a hundred plus dollars. So I was just like, right, I'm just going to like stay at this guy's house. Um, and like, although he did give me ick, and he was just a bit. Uh, light up his own ass like he didn't seem like a serial killer or anything like that so I was like right okay I'm gonna go and stay at his house um which was like his family house anyway um and went back to his house and he had just given me the ick so much that I was just like right I'm just gonna go to bed so I went to sleep and he then got up I think it was like it must have been like yeah 10-20 minutes later got up he was like still seeming, so he like almost, he did like a little, you know, like stumble to his ensuite bathroom, and he, he literally, and if you're, if you get grossed out easily, like do not listen to this next part, he had shat and been sick everywhere over that toilet and in that room, and the reason that I know this is because one, I mean, I could hear the absolute explosion that was going on out of his ass, uh, from where I was in my bed, and I was it's like, oh my lord! And obviously, I could hear him just chundering, and I was just like, right, I'm just gonna leave this guy to it. Anyway, like he came out of the bathroom, got into got into bed, and I then was like, oh, I really need the wee. So I tried to hold it and I tried to put it off because I was like, I really do not want to go into that bathroom and I'm just dreading what's going to be in there. But I had to. I was desperate, you know, when you're just desperate to go. So I got up, went to the toilet to find that he had literally... He hadn't cleaned up till after him, right, okay? And bearing in mind, like, he is literally... Like, his bum had erupted like a volcano everywhere and he had chundered. It just honestly, like, I just i was still traumatized by what i saw um and honestly the stench was just horrendous anyway poor guy um next morning i just got up and i was like right see you later but i had to actually see him a couple of times afterwards because he actually stayed he actually went to my gym that i I would go to in uh, warnerball which was called iron force gym i think at the time which was this sick gym um but yeah I used to see him still at the gym which was uh which was quite funny but we never spoke about that moment obviously you know I'm not going to bring it up and and be a dick but it was just one of those ones where like I can fucking laugh about it now but in the time I literally I was just literally like oh my god no um so I finished up on the when I finished up working on the farm I then went to Bali for a little bit and uh, I actually met my mum out there, which was cool, and went to Bali and then came back and went, went, sorry, came back to Melbourne to to start working. And at this point, I had pretty much drained most of my money, um, I think, on Bali. Just spent like loads of money whilst I was out there, the money that I'd earned whilst I was on the farm and i was in melbourne i was trying to search for a job and i honestly i had applied for it must have been about 100 jobs i'm talking 100 plus that like i literally applied for everything and anything like cafes working in, in behind bars working in, in stores literally everything like you name it and i didn't have any responses from anyone for like ages and at this point I was panicking because I was like I don't have any money left really and I don't have a job and then I ended up getting like three jobs in one week. Um, One was at this fine dining restaurant which I very quickly sussed out was not for me. Holding trays with one hand and explaining the tannins in wine it was just not a bit of me Um, and I also had a job in a cupcake store which turned out as a bit of a disaster because the guy who ran the place was just a bit of a dickhead really but i i remember though one of the perks though was that they used to give us as many cupcakes as we wanted which was a which was good but it was also bad because i would then have like a whole box of cupcakes after every shift and I would literally share them out to all my friends, and we'd sit there and and, and eat these these cupcakes. Like my my hostel hostel friends, um, but and then I got offered another job in a bar called Young and Jackson's Hotel, which is this amazing um, hotel slash bar in uh, Melbourne, and that was really really cool. I worked in hospitality there, and it was a lot of fun and the pay out in Australia is insane, like, to do bar work out there, you can get, I think it's anywhere from, like, 25 to 40 dollars an hour, which is, incredible really when you think about it so there the quality of life out in australia is amazing because like the wages are insane obviously like the the weather like most of the time depends where you are is like insane and just everyone's really friendly and everyone's just really just nice and just up for stuff out there um so worked in M- melbourne for um quite a while and um my plan was to go off to new zealand but I just ended up becoming really settled and content of, with my life in in Melbourne. I'd, I'd I was staying still staying in a hostel at the time, but I'd made friends in this hostel, and we had what was called like a working room, and we, um, yeah, we just we just had a laugh, like we just had fun. And I chose to stay in a hostel even though I was working over finding a flat or different accommodation one because I think it saved me a lot of money two because it was like convenient because it was just up the road from where I worked and three also because you know it was still I was I was able to like meet people through the hostel and um and it was a lot of fun uh and because we were all in this working room like we all kind of we all respected each other um and we all knew that like each other was working so like we wouldn't like be dicks about you know putting on lights at like one in the morning or just I don't know just you know we had just had that like mutual respect for each other so it ended up working really really well and um honestly Australia if if you're thinking about going or if you're just thinking about going traveling anywhere obviously you know over the last couple of years travel has been you know up in the air because of you know obviously the pandemic but if you're thinking about traveling honestly go and do it there is no better thing that you can do for yourself and for your character building and to just go and experience life and there's things from my trip which I still think about now, and I get chills, and I get shivers from just that feeling of like, fuck, I did that, like, for example, my skydive that I did when I was in Australia, it was an incredible experience, and I remember jumping out of this plane, and the adrenaline in my body was unreal, like, absolutely unreal, and i actually remember before we jumped out of this plane they made us sign this waiver and the waiver on it said in big capital letters you by signing this waiver you are acknowledging or like confirming the fact that you could potentially die and i remember reading that and literally being like oh well fucking hell all right that's great that's a nice thing to read before i'm about to jump out of this plane and i yeah, I just remember reading that and thinking, you know what, like, I could, I could die walking down the street and get run over by a car, like, you know, I think in life you've got to take risks, and the risk that you choose that you want to take, that's down to you, and you've got to do what, you know, is right for you, and I was willing to take that risk, I wanted to take that risk, because I i wanted to challenge myself and go into that unknown and just go and fucking do it so yeah jumping out that plane there's no honestly no other feeling no no better feeling than that the adrenaline was just insane i remember looking over the the uh the great barrier reef the the sky was crystal clear, clear blue the um sea was crystal clear blue and you could just see the the, the reef as well um, the outline of it and honestly, there, is just, there was just no better feeling. And when I think back to Australia and my travels, I think about all of the amazing things that I did and all of the risks that I took and all of the things that I experienced. And I wouldn't change any of it for the world because it, I definitely think it, it gave me that confidence boost and it's made me who I am today. Before I went travelling, I was... I guess probably a more timid version of myself um but going traveling and 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 going on my own and and taking those risks showed me what I was capable of and meeting people and seeing things you know was incredible and yeah this is why like whenever I speak to somebody whenever I speak to anybody and they ask me about traveling or they say they're gonna go traveling I'm like you have to do it you have to, like, you you have to go and do it at some point in your life, and the thing with travelling as well is, I think there is this kind of, you know, this misconception that, like, you you should only travel, like, if you're young, and I think that's bullshit, I think you should definitely travel whilst you're young, but, if if you can, but if you want to go travelling when you're 30 40 50 60 whatever go because traveling is for everyone and there was people on my travels who I met who were like in their 40s who were you know experiencing the world and and seeing the world and, and enjoying it and and loving it and you know I I think that you shouldn't you know put off doing something just because of your your age you know I think if you're thinking about it go and fucking do it, honestly, like, go and experience it, go and live your life, Um, but I think there's definitely, there was definitely things that, I I think going into travelling, there was some hesitations that I did have, being a solo female traveller, there was some hesitations, especially with, you know, just, like, being safe um but I think you know as long as you have your wits about you and you go with like your gut feeling and you are um you know aware of your surroundings then you know I don't think I don't think you being a female and and traveling I don't think anyone should be put off by like going on their own I don't think that, you know, obviously if you would prefer to go with somebody, if you would feel safer going with somebody, then of course, like, you do you, like, you've got to go with what feels right for you, but I don't think that, you know, you should let it hold you back from going and experiencing and and seeing the world and and seeing and and going and doing what you you want to do, Um, because life is too short and you've got to take those you've got to take those leaps and you've got to challenge yourself and you've got to put yourself out there and um just go and go and fucking do it um but yeah I'm really really excited to get traveling again and to go in so especially with going to Iceland and um just being just I'm I'm very content traveling on my own I don't feel you know when I am traveling on my own I very much get in my own bubble and I you know will go and immerse myself in everything and I will talk to people and I love that I love going and experiencing everything and talking to people and 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 just being on my own I think because I am very content by myself and I'm not afraid of being alone I am very happy to travel by myself and that's one of the reasons as well why I just booked a spontaneous trip to Wales um, at the start of the year Um, because I was like because I can you know I want to go and do this for myself I want to go and be on my own and travel and experience it and I know that I need that for my own growth as well and for my own character building so to anybody who is considering traveling whether it be that you're thinking about going solo or maybe you feel like you want to go with like a group or even they can do like little tours and things like that if you feel a little bit safer um please go and do it honestly you know I think I am somebody who I would rather spend my money traveling and going experiencing things than to just save and that's just me you've got to do what's right for you obviously if you want to if you want to just like save and have like I don't know 10k or like 20k however much you have sitting in your bank just chilling there like that's cool like that you do you but for me I would rather use that money and go and experience life because money comes and goes and you never know what tomorrow is going to bring you never know you know what's going to happen so I think you have to take every opportunity buy the fucking balls and go and do it and go and experience it and go and have fun whilst doing it so thank you very much for listening to today's podcast I hope that this inspires you to take the trip that you have been thinking about. And if anybody wants any, any if anyone wants to chat about travels or any, any advice, um, please drop me a message. You can drop me a message on Instagram if you, if you want to have a little chat. Um, but thank you again for listening and I will speak to you soon in the next one.